and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect episode 303. We're recording this on Sunday, August 25th, 2019. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up everybody? And Michelle Hillard. Hello everyone. Hi. Hey, what's up? Hi. Nothing much, man. You guys are ready for a Dragon Con coming up here? No. But we're leaving. <laughs> we're leaving in three days. We're basically ready. Ooh. That was real loud. Sorry. No, we're no, basic. Yeah. We're basically ready. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, it all depends on if my costume comes together tomorrow when that last package arrives, and then I'll let you know if I'm ready or oh, if I'm I crying. Still get a piece and finish another. Wow, piece. they're getting it close, huh? There's still one more thing to arrive for your. Yeah, costume. This, wow. this this part of my costume has been a pain in my butt. And I, <laughs> ordered one thing and then I had to send it back and then immediately order something else and that's what's getting here tomorrow. There are still oh, two okay. more days before we even leave. We're not stressed. I'll end up shipping things to an Amazon locker in Atlanta next, I'm sure. It's fine. That's going to happen. I it's can see fine. it. I still have to get a piece for one of my costumes. I still have to fix a wig for the other costume. It's fine. So what are we going to have to do to get you to come out one year, Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, I would love to just because it's something different. I haven't experienced it before, and hearing you guys talk about it, you always seem to really have a good time. So it, it's on the list of things to do. I don't know if I'd want to do that first before actually just going to Orlando in general and checking out Walt Disney World and the theme parks and stuff, but it's all in the mix of things I would love to do at can, some point in time. We can make it one big trip, man. You yeah, can come to Orlando for a week, hang out, right. do stuff here, and then you just ride with us up to Atlanta. Right. Ride fl- back. Fly out of Atlanta or something. It's, yeah. it's done. It's come easy. Mm. Super easy. And then you get to hang out in two awesome cities and enjoy the culture. Because the thing that's fun about Dragon Con is even though we kind of get, you know, we're all up in the con at least I would say minimally we're really up in it the last like 48 hours. But those first two couple of days... We go out and hang out in the city and do more city stuff. We go, we're always like, what new restaurant would we like to go to on Wednesday and Thursday nights? Like, we, we yeah. do things. Yeah. I'd true. say come Saturday, Sunday, Monday, though, we're very much like, there's things, something out there's something outside of the con. What? There's a world out No, there. I would actually argue that's, that's more Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because Monday is like, Monday, even though it's weird that the con goes through Monday, but it's Labor Day. So that's why officially the con continue just through until mm-hmm. like two o'clock i think it officially ends on monday but monday is uh it's it's a weird not there's panels that happen but they're they're mostly ghost towns and because most <laughs> most people are just checking out of their hotels that day and getting out but even like, then most ooh. of the city on monday is a ghost town because it's labor day so so many things yeah. are closed so which which always leads to the so what restaurants are still open that we can get food at <laughs> yeah but, but I thought I've heard you fun. guys say that, like, going to uh, Disney World, uh, there's a better time to go. I think you said in the fall, right? Not necessarily yeah. in the summer. Uh, I, yeah. No, there's no <laughs> doubt it's better to go in the, I would even say the winter is better. Like, mm. yeah. if I would go, like, any time in January February. after New Year's and January, February are good. Those are solid months. Even yeah. Even just into march before spring break starts but really once spring break starts around that mid-march time pretty much from there on out it's yeah and the other thing is too though like in the past i would have said that yeah this is definitely a better time to go and i still stand by the january february mainly in terms of weather 
And right. yeah, the crowds won't be quite the as, bad. as bad. But I don't know. Disney World's changed in that in a lot of ways the the ebb and flow of like you know big crowds versus smaller crowds have kind of disappeared yeah. it's almost just always busy almost all the time i mean there's more peaker peak-ish is. times but i will say yeah for the most part there's no like oh wow the park's really quiet today i, I, no. I never feel mm. like that ever happens anymore not from i mean it doesn't feel like it's been that long i know i'm getting older and it has been a while but like I think about the days when I worked there, and yeah, it was definitely times of the year when it was yeah. very quiet. Yeah. But now those those days seem to be gone. Like, I used to love November. People yeah. have caught on to November. It's like the world caught on that if you go in November, <laughs> you kind of get a little bit of this, and you get a little bit of that. You get a little bit of, like, the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. You start getting Christmas at the Magic Kingdom. The weather's cooler. Like, people have caught on to November, and it's kind of a downer. Because now I'm like, oh, November used to kind of be the month. (laughs) I could see why people would want to visit during that time anyway, because probably in other states where they live, it's buried in snow for for the most part. So November probably is a good time to to, head on down the floor. They're starting to feel that winter thing. Anyways, Bobby, you need to come down to Orlando. You need to come to Atlanta with us. It needs to happen. It does need to happen. I I have to figure that out and try and make that happen at some point at least i know i have a place to stay so totally yeah definitely uh, but talking about disney did you set this up as a segue bobby <laughs> <laughs> i wish i was that good well, here's uh, the I, rest I, I did of the think show. about it yeah um <laughs> no I, I i figured that would be a good place to go though yeah it's been what d23 this weekend in anaheim started on friday I think it, uh, well, I think it started on Thursday. They start talking about theme park stuff on Thursday. And then the the real panels and stuff start on Friday. Right. So you didn't go, right? I did not, no, sadly. Did it ever cross your mind or had you considered going, just didn't want to? Oh, yeah, I definitely wanted to. It was just, I think by the time I actually was ready to get a ticket, it was already sold out. And it, it sold out fairly quickly and i don't mean that it sold out in terms of the entire weekend but the days that you would have wanted to go like the friday and saturday those were sold out pretty fast by the time i was ready to try and get a ticket so it just didn't happen gotcha so tell us what all happened you know everything yeah wow well i didn't expect you to throw it to me i thought maybe you knew a few things as well but i don't know i mean if you start from Friday and talk about the things that would interest me the most, there was the D23 panels for Disney Plus, and they went through a lot of the different things that they'll have on, on their streaming service. And some of it was Disney-focused, uh, some of it was MCU-focused, and some of it was um, Star Wars-focused. So those two aspects of star Wars and MCU were definitely the, the big things for me. And they essentially gave a little bit more detail of the Falcon and winter soldier, um, Disney streaming service, uh, Disney streaming show where they mentioned a little bit more. I don't know if it was, um, I'm, I know it was rumored before, but I don't know if they had officially said it, but, they did this time where they mentioned that Sharon Carter would be on as part of the show as well. 
And then um, they also mentioned that Wyatt, or Wyatt, yeah, Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Russell, the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, is going to be on the show playing uh, John Walker, who is in the comic books known as U.S. Agent, and he will be on the show as well. So they did that, and then they kind of went on from there. And it seemed like basically in, in the way that I was sort of monitoring the whole uh, feed, everything probably had maybe about five minutes for them to bring stuff out and basically give us a, a short spiel of what the show was going to be about. And so they did uh, the whole WandaVision thing as well. Mm. And they mentioned on that one that uh, they hadn't, now I forget who the other person was that they mentioned, but I know that the big thing that I kind of glommed onto was that Kat Dennings was going to be on the WandaVision show playing her character from Thor. You know what? So it's like, funny. I, I kind of caught on that one too. I kind of was like, oh, hey, look at that. And I wound up like, like nudging David like, hey, did you see Kat Dennings is going to be in it? This is interesting. Yeah, it's interesting just because um, where I don't know how that matches up. Right, because cause Thor hasn't really crossed over into no. like Wanda's world really very much. You know what I mean? No. Like, so yeah, I kind of had the same thought too. I was like, how is this gonna work? I was like, huh, I wonder how they're gonna kind of pair this in together. But it'll be interesting. Yeah. So I, exactly, I think it'll be interesting because they had also mentioned at um, San Diego Comic Con that. The other uh, character from Captain Marvel is going to be in there. The the young girl who is uh, Monica Rambeau is mm. going to be in the Vision and uh, WandaVision show. So huh. I don't know how that crosses in either, but wow. I'm like, okay. So it, it should be interesting. Um, and so then the other thing that they mentioned was three new shows that they will be doing, which is a Ms. Marvel show, a She-Hulk show, and a Moon Knight show. And I had no... I know that there had been rumblings of a a Ms. Marvel something, whether it was going to be ABC TV Studios of Marvel doing it, or if it was going to be on the streaming Disney+. Plus. There had been rumors, but the other two was just kind of out of nowhere. And that was shocking just because... People have been asking for a Moon Knight series for a while, thinking that it could be on Netflix because it fits into the tone of those shows. But uh, obviously that wasn't going to happen based on everything that's happened with the Netflix shows in the last year. So we knew that was out. And then the She-Hulk, there had been something maybe about a uh, couple weeks ago where Jeff Loeb had said, or maybe there was an article that came out about ABC wanting to do a new Marvel show that was female-centric. And so people were thinking She-Hulk, but obviously that turned out to not be the case as well. So it's it's just also interesting to see what they have in store just because they've gone on record as, as saying that these characters, even though they will be on Disney+, Plus, there's every bit the possibility and and probability that you will see them on the big screen at some point in time as well. So based on these characters that they're introducing, 
you could easily see them forming some sort of new Avengers team or uh, a subsidiary of those teams, like a West Coast Avengers or whatever the case. They they have a lot of the pieces there starting to come together where they can do these things. So uh, I think that was it for the Marvel stuff, unless I'm forgetting something. And then um, they did the Mandalorian for mm. Star Wars, which they showed – a trailer and then they earlier in the morning they had sent out a, a poster for the series and uh, I believe they brought out the cast and and they talked about it for maybe a minute or so but now I'm curious because I remember back when they had the Star Wars celebration and the trailer came out and it was on like a bootleg version of it was on YouTube and it wasn't that trailer it was kind of I guess vignettes or slight scenes cut together and i saw that and i was like this looks good but seeing it in its glory definitely gives you a def a better scope of what they're going for to me and it just looked really really good but uh david what did you think um what did i think I at the look from Michelle, like, because mm, we haven't talked about it, have we? No. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I've been curious. We've talked about a few other things a little bit oh, here yeah. and there, but we haven't talked about the Mandalorian. We watched the trailer. We look, you know, and this is where it gets crazy, Bobby. Wait, Hold your hats to this. <laughs> we paused a soccer game to watch oh. that trailer and then went back to it. I know. It was crazy. It was a moment I wasn't prepared for. I was, I was like, oh, it dropped. Oh, it dropped. Oh, life what? stops right now. We're watching this. That's <laughs> so, basically what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, it felt good to watch something that excited me. I feel like there hasn't been a lot lately for some reason that has brought me just joy at the thought of it happening. Like all this stuff with Marvel that's happening. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited about it. But... I guess I'm because I don't have like a background with the Marvel stuff as I've talked about many times. It's not like hearing that like a a Moon Knight series is happening like makes me crazy. I'm just like I don't even know who that is. <laughs> That's cool and all, and it, I quickly looked up an image and I'm like, okay, that looks cool, but I don't know what that is. Anyway, so I don't know. In a lot of ways, I feel like I haven't been watching much lately that's brought me joy. <laughs> like in the summer, with most of the films I've been seeing just being not so great and. And then not even really being all that pumped about a lot of the trailers and stuff. And then I watch this and, oh, my God, does it look so good? <laughs> like, <laughs> just makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. They're not dropping it all in one, you know, sitting like a Netflix would, which I'm happy about. But if they did, I'd be taking that day off. Sure. Well, and it sounds um, like almost all of the shows are going to be that way done. For, all, all of the shows for the Disney streaming for, for Disney for plus. Disney plus um, yeah. Which I'm, we'll get to that in a second. Right. So I'm just saying, yeah, if they were going to drop it all at once, there's no doubt I'd be taking the day off and I'd be watching <laughs> that show in its entirety in one sitting. But luckily I don't have to. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully it's not just a good trailer and, but it it looks great to me. I'm I'm thoroughly pumped. That's that's how I feel. No, I think the Mandalorian looks really good. I think it's a return back to some old school uh, Star Wars stuff, and it, visually it looked really good. Even some of the the CGI shots of uh, stuff flying and coming into different worlds and planets. I was like, that looks awesome. Like it it looks good. It looks good. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this one. 
Yeah, I think it really does look like, to me, and and granted, I I have to see a full episode to really know for sure, but it really kind of just looks like this could have been shown in the theater as a movie, yeah. but it's actually just being shown on TV. It looks movie quality good. Mm-hmm. And that's what's very exciting because you don't want something as marquee and as, as, as special as Star Wars to be kind of um, the budget it down for TV. And so for them to treat it with that respect to be able to say, OK, we're going to, to treat this as if we it was a feature film and do it in the same way, then that's like ex- exactly what I'm looking for. In uh, a Star Wars show, and the other show that they have that's coming out is the Cassian series as well. Um, they didn't. I think they brought out um, Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk, but obviously they had nothing to show. I don't think, th- if I remember correctly, it doesn't start shooting until sometime next year. So there's nothing for them to show, obviously, but. Um, they just mentioned that the series was um, basically centered around him being the spy and, and him doing a lot of the things working for the rebellion before it became a thing. So uh, without knowing much, I mean, just seeing what I see so far from The Mandalorian, I I think it's going to probably be as of the same level in terms of the quality is just a matter of what kind of story we're going to get. But I'm I'm interested in that one as well. So speaking of this Disney Plus thing, there's a lot mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> I'm just saying like, there's a lot. We've got a lot of okay. uh, Star Wars shows coming. It looks like a lot of uh, more original content for younger kids, younger audiences, but even even for some of us old guys with all the Marvel stuff that's happening. But yeah, they've got like high school musical the series um and i forgot what it was called now already moon that moon girl is that, that's what it's called moon girl i think that's on disney proper like uh disney junior or something the one that Lawrence fishburns uh yeah that's okay. that's the the uh, moon girl and double dinosaur i believe it's called okay and then it sounds like there was something else that was moving from something to the disney plus and i can't remember what it was Oh, it was the Star Wars animated one, the clones. Clone Wars? Yeah. Yep, they're they're doing their final season, so that will be available on Disney Plus starting in February, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then there's movies that they're going to be putting on. There's a Christmas movie they're going to have on. They have a live action Lady and the Tramp. What else was there? there there's a lot. There was like even a mention of um, the Muppets doing something on... The Disney Plus, uh, like small shorts yeah. or something like I, that. I saw so, something about that, but I didn't see any details. Yeah, me either. But that was the 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 other thing I wanted to mention about the Mandalorian that I found interesting was they mentioned that it takes place after Return of the Jedi. I don't remember if they said exactly how far after Return of the Jedi, but somewhere I had read they said that Jango Fett is supposed to be in it as well. And that got my mind into thinking, like, how is he going to be in there? 
And then, David, you mentioned something interesting. What, what was it that you said? Well, I mean, you're right. It doesn't. What I said doesn't really make any sense because I don't know. I I don't think a lot about the prequels because I don't really enjoy them that much and I don't watch <laughs> them a lot. But you're right. He died in the prequels, so at least we think he did. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he was you beheaded by now. I mean, you know, unless that wasn't him in the suit or something in, in Attack of the Clones, right? But, I mean, as far as we know, he's dead. So if he's appearing in this, did somebody, did one of the other clones, like, take up the mantle of Jango Fett? Right. Like, what I what I had and said that, that you're referring see. to, Bobby, is I made, made some comment. Because they, there's a shot of, you know, these people frozen in carbonite. And I think that was in my mind. And when you you mentioned via text message, hey, apparently Jacob Fett's in this. I'm like, well, maybe he's been like somehow frozen in carbonite all this time. But then I wasn't even thinking about the fact that he had been killed. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. It'll be interesting. I'm sure they have to address it pretty quickly in the series. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that they have, are handling it with a pretty good explanation. They're not just doing it willy nilly. So I'll be curious to hear or see why he's in this show. Right. Right, yeah. And, and I do want to make sure that that's the case because I only saw it in one location. So I didn't see if anyone else was reporting the same. But I was getting it, uh, my news from a website that was uh, live blogging. So I still wanted to verify that's the case. But yeah, just in general, that whole Friday was all Disney Plus and mm-hmm. everybody seemed pretty excited and it with good cause there's still a lot of unknowns and questions as far as the back catalog of everything is every literally everything that they've done coming to the service or is it still going to be maybe some holes there and we don't really know just yet well and i'm wondering if it's going to be kind of like netflix like they'll kind of drop things you know for a certain amount of time and then rotate things in and out even from the back Mm. catalog just because that is that is such an amazingly large amount of content. I mean, and not that Netflix doesn't carry an amazing lot of content, but I'm wondering if they might go, you know what, we'll keep this one on for seven months and then we'll rotate it out and we'll put something else in for seven months and we'll rotate it. Like, you know, have movies kind of come and go. So yeah, they're only I, available I, for certain lengths of time. I would imagine that's what they're going to do. Yeah. But they um they gave the date for when it drops. What was that, November 12th? Yeah, I think yeah. that date had been out there, hadn't there? I thought so. I thought so. It's been there for a minute. Well, then they had a little trailer to it, too, kind of revealing, I think, some of the first things they're going to put on there as far as, like, the back, the you know, the older content that's going to be happening and some of the newer stuff. It was a good little trailer. Yeah. And then Saturday happened, which was their movie day for the different studios under the umbrella of, of Disney, with the exception of Fox. I don't believe anything Fox was announced, but they started off with Marvel. And I want to say the only thing I remember that they announced specifically was that we're getting a Black Panther 2 Mm -hmm. that's due out in May of 2022. That's such a long time from now. (laughs) It is. It is. I was I was thinking in my head when I saw it, I was like, Wakanda taken forever instead of like... Oh, oh. <laughs> Man, where's our rim shot button right there? That's a good one. I mean, it is a while, but and <laughs> I do honestly feel that I'm okay with the amount of time I have to wait for it, only because there's so many new shiny toys to play with in the meantime 
with the Disney Plus stuff and then also in the movies. There's so many new IPs coming that I don't know anything about and I'm excited to see them. So as much as I want to see a sequel to Black Panther, I'm happy that we're getting a lot of stuff that I'm interested in in the interim. And I, I found it interesting that they only called it Black Panther 2 without any kind of title behind mm-hmm. it because normally a lot of the movies now for the Marvel movies, they don't just number them. They're, they're named something. So it was interesting that they didn't mention that. Yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't really think about it, but that's true. And it, it hasn't really been, it hasn't been like Marvel to do that as an announcement, but then later on kind of pull the star Wars thing where it's like, Oh, we know it's star Wars episode nine. Then eventually we get the title reveal. Like, Basically, right. every time they, at least I believe, they've announced like a sequel to something, it's been like, yep, this is the title. Yep. Or yeah. Love and Thunder. Like, this is it. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. So th- this was different in, in that way. Yeah. And what else did they have? They had, um, was, they did Black Widow. They yeah. Did a little something for that and showed uh, a new character poster for, um, David Harbour's character, Red Guardian, that's the Russian version of Captain America. And I think uh, they showed some action scenes, probably something similar to what they showed at San Diego Comic-Con, which was pretty exciting. Like I said, it had a a Jason Bourne kind of feel to it. So uh, it sounded like they showed something of that mixed in with some more scenes. And everyone seemed to be pretty excited about it. And I got to say, even... When I saw it at Comic-Con, that got me excited for it because prior to that, I was kind of just like, not necessarily, I wouldn't say I was ho-hum about the idea of a Black Widow movie, but it it wasn't something that I had been calling for and asking for. So that really got me actually into the idea of it once I saw it at Comic-Con. So um, I guess they brought that out and to show it a little bit more. And then they brought out uh, the cast of Eternals. And brought out two more actors that are going to be in it, Gemma Chan and Kit Harrington. And prior to the day, Kit Harrington's name had just came out in the news saying that he was going to be in an MCU movie, but they hadn't said what it was. And then it got announced mm-hmm. at D23 that it was going to be in The Eternals and that he is playing the character of Black Knight, who in the comic books is... At some times, he's been an Avenger, and he's one of those characters I'm not as familiar with, but uh, just reading a little bit about him, it says that he carries a, a cursed and like enchanted sword, that he um, is also the off-and-on uh, lover of Cersei, I want to say, the character of Cersei, but I forget which actor is actress is playing the character of Cersei in this movie but um, yeah so they brought out that cast and they showed behind them them in rendered drawings of them in their costumes which looked pretty cool actually I I like the the different design kind of colors that each of them have in their costumes that I thought it made it look in an eternal sort of way but yeah I, I thought it looks like it's coming along pretty well and uh i think they're still shooting in london currently so at least they're this one is definitely moving along and i i want to say that's the next movie that's coming out 
after uh, Black Widow movie comes yeah, out. Yeah, pretty sure it is. Yeah. I forget the date, but yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's they dropped a lot of content. Yeah, it was there. There's a lot of movie do you guys information. Remember if there was anything else from Marvel, I, I want to say that was it. I think my only other thing I was gonna mention was that they were doing She Hulk. I thought that was a pretty big yeah, one. Yeah, they mentioned that one at the Disney Plus because it's for their streaming. Yeah. But on the movie ones, I don't remember if there was any other uh, things announced. I want to say that was pretty much it. I mean, for Marvel, that was. I mean, they yes. had more information on Frozen 2 with a new poster. They had Chris Pratt and uh, Tom Holland come out for Onward, and they promoted that one a lot. And then there was, I don't know what they did for the information they had for the movie Soul, but man, people are really into this movie that's going to be coming out, the Pixar one, Soul. Yeah. yeah. It is getting a lot of Twitter action, for sure. People are definitely jonesing about that. Um, and then I heard The Rock, and um, I just lost her name. I can't think of Emily it. Emily Blunt? Thank you, Emily Blunt. Yeah, they brought two trailers for Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of curious about that movie. I kind of want to see it. I'm not saying it looks great or anything, but I'm curious about the Jungle Cruise movie. Wait, so is there anything out on the internet for that? Not I, that I'm aware of. I don't know, but I saw a blip saying that they basically, they brought two different trailers. No, I know. I'm saying is it out publicly? I don't think it's out publicly. Though, okay. Which is So you're weird. just excited about it, just the idea of it. I am. Like, I mean, like he threw some stuff on his Instagram a long time ago when he was in costume and she kind of did a little bit too. Like they were kind of goofing around when they were filming. I don't know. There's something about it. And the thing is just because I love that ride. And so I'm kind of like, this could be interesting. I'm curious to see what this is going to be about. The thing I read about it, it was, they said it was mixed with like three different movies. And I can't remember all of them, but I know one was, obviously Indiana Jones and then mixed in with romancing the stone. And then there was a third one in there that maybe the mummy, if I'm, if not, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I was like, okay. That's definitely going, that's definitely going in the way that I was thinking it was probably going to be going into. Right. Yeah. Um, They showed some footage from Mulan. So I think I heard that that was a pretty big moment. Some people, I guess, got really into that. I'm curious about Mulan too. I think that looks really good from what the very little bit we've seen about that. I'm looking forward to live action Mulan. I think because, for me, Lion King was such a flop. I'm like, okay, live action. Like, can we get some more Aladdin? That'd be great. <laughs> right. So, I'm like, all right, Mulan, do it. <laughs> Bring the magic <laughs> forth. And then they talked more about um, uh, Rise of Skywalker new poster. Yeah, what do you think of that yeah. new poster, Bobby? I liked it. Um, I- I've always sort of been more. Asking for, instead of just seeing actor spaces on posters, some sort of action scene or, or something that's at least some kind of almost drawn type of poster. And I just like the, the, the scene of it, of Ray fighting against Kylo and, and having the, the, the blue side of the lightsaber bolt kind of coming in and then the red side of Kylo Ren's. And then, of course, you see in the background, you see the Emperor kind of shadowy looking over the the scene of the two of them battling. But I liked it. What did you think? I mean, I'm going to say this, and I know that this isn't like this isn't the final official like poster for the film. This isn't going to be the poster you see Mm -hmm. attached to the film when it hits theaters and 
and such. It's just kind of a promotional poster, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's cool. I think there's something about because the emperor he looks almost like he looks almost drawn. It doesn't look real. <laughs> like I didn't think any of them were real. Are they? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess got, I should look at it closer. I, I haven't looked at it drawn. in detail, but I guess. There's something about the way he, you know, he's just kind of in the background, this kind of animated look about him that I'm just like, that's, I don't know, something weird about it to me. But, but I mean, it's a cool image overall. But, like, if that were the official poster, I'd be like, wait, what the F is this? <laughs> but it's not, so, it's never a, mind. It's a nice promo poster. I'm yeah. not that amazed by it, but it's fine. Well, what did you think of the footage that they showed? The footage that, that they showed for Rise of the Skywalker? Yes. I mean, I haven't seen any of the footage. I know they dropped footage. Oh. Yeah. Gosh. Um, well, I just assumed that you probably had read up on it, but they did show some footage there. Um, obviously, it did, didn't show it online or else everybody would have seen it and been talking about it. But... Plenty of people on sites have described what they showed uh, in the footage. And to me, it sounds interesting, but I don't take anything specifically away from it, even though they make it sound, based on what they what they were shown and, and saw, that it's something um, ominous, I guess. But yeah, that could be a, a lot of different things going on with it. But um, it sounded interesting. So I am ready and waiting for them to officially drop a second trailer. I don't know at, at this point if they didn't do it at D23 when they will actually drop another trailer, though. So wait, are you going to watch another trailer? I will. Yeah, because yeah, that first one I don't feel like gave much. And so I think a second trailer will give me just enough to. I Well, OK, I, let me say it this way. Depending on when that next trailer drops is will will make me know if I'm going to watch it or not. If it gets too close to December before they drop it, then I just won't watch it because the movie will be right around the corner. But if they dropped it, like, let's say sometime in September, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I guess when it, I knew that they dropped footage at the convention. And when it comes to stuff like that, when I'm not there, or at least with a property like this, I don't know, I guess that's. In that situation, I'm not interested in like reading people's descriptions of it. That's why mm-hmm. I, I haven't read anything. Right. I'm like, there's been some stuff that maybe it's not as important to me, but it's inter- I'm interested enough that I have read descriptions of, like when I haven't been able to go to Comic Con like this year, and I've read some things. But with Star Wars, I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm even borderline. Am I gonna watch the next trailer? Like, I don't really need to. I I don't want to know what people think of whatever footage they saw, but I'm not even get to see it myself. Yeah, that's why. That's why I've, I haven't read anything about it. Mm. Okay. Then the the other movie, and I don't know anything about it, is what is it? Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know anything about that. I guess they made that. I don't know if that was an announcement or they just were bringing information or footage or photos or posters. I don't know, but I hadn't heard of anything until D twenty three. So I was like, oh, hey, listen to this. Yeah. As far as I know, it was just um, I think the director talking about the the movie and the the vision of it, and I guess the, some of the the themes behind it. But nothing was shown, as as far as I understand. Hmm. So, but I think. Oh, go ahead. The well, I think that 
that's it for anything that I think most of us would be interested in, unless you had some thoughts on Cruella and some of the other smaller. I mean, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I watched the lady of the tramp trailer, which is going to be a, a film on Disney plus and yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm whatever about it. Like it, it almost falls back into the Lion King thing for me. It's like they're, they're now they're animals and yeah, they talk, but like for instance, the shot toward the end, there's a shot of them with the spaghetti plate. And up until that moment, I think I was like, okay, it's kind of cute. You know, the dogs look cute. But then that shot, and I'm like, they look like two dogs that were posing in front of somebody put a a human food plate in front of them. And it it just, there's no emotion in their face because they're supposed to look like real animals. I mean, they are. I thought they were real animals. And they are. They are real animals. But they CGI a lot, you can tell. Well, I mean, obviously, they're CGIing the the speaking and stuff, you know, but... Yeah, it's just like no, I don't know. Just it's like the same complaint as Lion King for me. That's, that's kind of why I'm like I don't care. I'm curious to mm. give it a shot. I'll, I'll definitely watch it and I want to see it. And I I think the, the what we saw for the uh, 101 Dalmatians looks really good too. I'm I'm down with that one. I think that looks good. So I think if I understand what you're saying, David, you. Because the Lion King is all CGI, and you're not really down for that the way it was done. And I mean, this to be, lady to be in clear, the trap. To be clear, I'm not down for it in that. I don't mind that it's all CGI. Right. Just, just anyone listening. Like my my problem is is that it's animals trying to show emotion like they did in the animated film, but they can't because now they're made to look like real animals. Like it doesn't work. And they're not. That, that, that's why they're not showing a lot of the emotion they showed in the animated version because, oh, we want them to look real now. Like, let's not make them look too ridiculous by dancing around, you know? Like, that's what I don't like about The Lion King. What did you think of Dumbo? I haven't seen I it. I know either. Michelle loved it. I haven't seen okay. it. Okay. Yeah. You haven't seen it. And you know what? I haven't seen uh, The Jungle Book. And I'd almost be curious to see what I think of that. I have a feeling I'm going to feel like the same way I did about Lion King. I liked Jungle Book. And I didn't feel the same exact way. And I mean, maybe that to anyone listening, maybe that makes no sense. And I, I remember enjoying Jungle Book. I mean, from first of all, you do have a human boy in the film, but yeah, you have a lot of these animals, and there's something about the way I think John Favreau and Disney handled it in that that I bought into a little more. Plus, two, I don't think it was trying to be. It wasn't trying to be so much a recreation, almost shot for shot, like Lion King, right? If I remember correctly, like, I don't think it was. No, I don't think so. But I'm curious if you would like a movie if they did do it in the way that you're kind of saying that they haven't done it, which is actually make them look as photorealistic as possible, but then make them kind of have emotions. And, and if it would look too bad, like that's what I'm wondering. If they did it the way you're saying, would it look silly? Like, would it be yes, bad? Yes. I think it would, and I'm I'm not wanting them to do that. To be clear, like, oh, okay. I don't I don't wish that they had made Lion King like they did, but yet had them show more emotion because I think it would look ridiculous. Okay, that's my argument for saying that. That's why that doing films like this, making films about talking animals, works in the animated medium. Like, but when you're trying to make them look real, like it doesn't. To me, it doesn't work. Mm. I'm saying that, and I just said I for the most part, I remember enjoying the Jungle Book, and I do, 
but yeah, no, I'm good. I don't need to see. I don't need to see another Lion King. <laughs> that's, that's where I am. Am I making sense? I mean, it makes sense, but then it's the part that throws me is like you said when you just say that you actually did enjoy the Jungle Book. So it's like I don't know that another one won't come out that hits you in the same way that the Jungle Book did, even though it doing the same thing that the Lion King did. So <clears throat> I, I mean, maybe something about, I mean, not to dwell on Lion King. We talked about it recently, but maybe if Lion King had done enough to make it its own film, like I, compl- you know, I complained about in our, my review where it was like, it's just the same movie, except now it looks real. Like if at least they had added maybe some more music from the Broadway show or just done something to kind of make it, be its own movie, which I feel like Beauty and the Beast did. That's the first example I think of. It had a you know, new song in it, and it's not a shot-for-shot remake of the original Beauty and the Beast animated film. Like, If it had done that, maybe that would have been enough for me to be like, mm-hmm. well, at least that was good and different. And yeah, they don't show the emotion like the animated versions of the animals do, but it, the other stuff made it better for me. Well, now I really am curious to see what you would think of Dumbo because I think a lot of people knock Dumbo for kind of not being exactly the cartoon. It, it, I guess it kind of is the cartoon, but then it goes kind of in its own direction. So I'm kind of curious if you'd like that or not. I want to see it. I've been meaning to. I mean, I've had a, a, a mostly early in his career love relationship with Tim Burton and then now in more recent years, not so much. But and maybe that's why I kind of I didn't jump out and run out to the theater to go see it because lately Tim right. Burton it's not has not done anything for me. But I do want to see it, especially after your review, Michelle. You really liked it. I'm I'm curious about it. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. Sound like you're about to say something. No, I was gonna say. I mean, I I was gonna say you were saying you were wrapping up movies and TV and stuff. I was going to talk about theme park news because there's there's a lot of theme park news. Oh, man. Oh, go talk ahead. Theme parks. Go for it. all means. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go in a, in a really random order. And you guys are be like, she hasn't mentioned this yet. I'm holding out for things at the end. So just just hear me out. So okay. there's there was a lot of information. There's a couple of really big stuff things. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> Before you do that, we did forget to mention one thing. Uh, they did confirm that there is an Obi-Wan series coming. Oh, yeah. How did we not talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that little nugget that that dropped on us. There was was a full confirmation. Did we forget that? Full confirmation. Full confirmation. They brought Ewan McGregor out on stage, and he confirmed that he is, in fact, playing Obi-Wan for the streaming series. And it's supposed to be, from what I understand, four episodes. And um, it takes place during the time of Solo, the Han Solo movie. So that's interesting, and gives yes, that a means lot of that Luke and Leia are like young, like yeah. young young children, like under five, young. Yeah, if if my math is right, because I I don't remember for sure, but I could have sworn they said that uh, Solo takes place fifteen years prior to A New Hope. But I could be wrong about that. I'm not quite sure. But um, even still, I think, yeah, Luke and Leia would be pretty young still. I hope but, they're hour and a half episodes. 
four hour and a half long episodes, I'd be so well, happy. So from my understanding, there were obviously at some point was supposed to be a Obi-Wan movie. And then the whole stuff with Solo happened and, and then they kind of pulled back. So uh, from th- what I've read online, I guess they've already had essentially scripts for the movie and are just reworking them for this series. And um, there was talk that this wasn't just going to be the four episodes and done, but there might be a second season as well. But uh, at least there was ideas for what could come in a second season. I don't know that they officially or unofficially even said the idea of a second season, but uh, at least we're getting four episodes of this and I'm pretty happy. What do you think the possibility of them ever doing like in that say that series continues past the four episodes or even in within these four episodes i don't know but Hmm. what do you what do you think is ever the possibility of them basically recreating in this live action form of obi-wan something that say he had done in like rebels hmm i would say the possibility is slim just because they do treat rebels as canon. Right. And, and it so, would still be canon. It would just be like, I'm, that's what I mean. Like it would almost be like a recreation of something from that canon show because it is canon. Well, I think that's the reason why I say slim is because, um, to recreate it, it would have to be exact or else it breaks canon in some sort of way. Right. So I think they would probably not want to chance it to try and do it the exact same way. Cause if they do it any differently, people would be like, well, but wait in rebels, it, this was this. And so I think that's why they probably wouldn't do it. There might be something that takes place during rebels and you see Obi-Wan side of it, which you didn't see in the, in the, in the cartoon that they could do. But that's about as far as I think they would go as far as pulling anything from rebels when he was around. Right. No, I agree with you, but it would be interesting if they decided to do that, but yeah. Anyway, oh, back to you, Michelle. Sorry. I don't know. I, 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 I'm sad that I forgot about that too. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, there was that little nugget information that not only were they confirming the series, but the person that was actually going to be the lead in the series. It's kind of a thing. It's been a thing for a few years, and I was like, oh wow, yeah. that that actually was confirmed, and we totally forgot to mention it. Anyways, so I'm going to quickly kind of go over like um, I'm going to say theme parks but it covers a lot of information here but i'm going to kind of run through some of it so um one of the big bigger things is that they announced um a fifth disney cruise line ship to add to the fleet it's called the disney wish um it looks beautiful (laughs) that ship looks absolutely beautiful it's it's from what you can see the artist renderings and what they're doing it's it's similar to the other ships. Disney really kind of keeps in a certain kind of idea and all stays within a certain line, but there's different, there's subtle differences on every single ship that they have in their fleet. And this one's not going to be any different than that. It's going to be similar, but different, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Same kind of restaurant, same kind of themings when it comes to that, the layout of the ship. But then, you know, when you're on deck, you'll notice different, like the ways things are colored, like the hallways will be different but the same it's kind of hard to explain unless you've actually been on disney cruise line ship and been on a few of them to go oh okay i know what she's talking about but yeah this one looks beautiful it looks like a little more pixie dusty if that makes any sense it's a little more shimmery this one so mm. i can put that so anyways and that's launching um i want to say what do they say the first ship 
coming out was 2021. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't oh. seen any of this news. Okay. Well, it's going to... Oh, 2020. It's January 2022. Sorry. That's a big one. Um, the, so, and, and to clarify, <laughs> this makes so much, so much sense. It says it's reflecting the theme of the vessel. Rapunzel will be gracing the stern, representing the character for the front of the ship, which each front of the ship has a different character on it. So Rapunzel is going to be that one. So that kind of gives you a little more to the theming that they're going with, with, with wish kind of leads you in that direction. Um, the, probably the biggest theme park information that's dropping for an actual park is probably Epcot. Epcot's going to go through like this little, like subtle kind of reimagination, I guess is the best way to put it. Not only did they redo the design to the actual logo, but they're redoing some of the sections of the park itself as far as like the way they're sectioning off with like names. Kind of like when you go to Disneyland, you know, each section there's Adventureland, there's Tomorrowland, like everything's sectioned mm-hmm. off. Epcot has had traditionally two sections to it, and now it's going to have four sections to it. <laughs> um, so the front that we've mostly known as um, the Future Land, was that what we called Future it? Future World. Future World. Yeah. That is now going to be, <laughs> um, I'll go through real quick. It's Discovery, Celebration, and Nature. Hmm. And the back half is still going to be World Showcase. Okay, so wait, you're saying Future World is getting split up into, into three. three sections? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that's happening. <laughs> but when they do that, are they... Um... Are they taking stuff out and adding new stuff, or is there just kind of sectioning it in a different way? So they're kind of sectioning it in a different way, but at the same time, like when I look at the map, they've got a picture of the map of how they're doing it. It does make sense. Like the section they're calling nature, that already is a section. That's where the living seas is at. That's where the land is. is. Like that already is kind of nature-y. So it makes sense that that's what they're labeling that. And then discovery, that's where spaceship mission to space is. Mission space. Mission to Mars. Test tracks over there, and, and then, then the new stuff. That's Guardians going, of the Galaxy is going in Guardians there. Guardians of the Galaxy is going over there. So that makes sense. That the discovery is that, and then Celebration is the center, and that's where Spaceship Earth is at. That's where kind of the restaurants and the shopping is. That's kind of like you're welcome into it. So I get that that's why they're calling that Celebration. You're kind of celebrating what's happening around you in a way. So it does kind of make sense. It it's kind, weird for me because I'm an old school person, but I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. I guess. Um. So yeah, and then there's going to be a new pavilion going in, but I think that was kind of leaked a week or so ago, and I can't remember. The one that I'm curious to see is the ride that's going to be inspired by Moana. I think that's going to be awesome. The what that's going to be? A ride? You said? A ride. Yeah. Oh, okay. Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, will be a lush exploration trail where guests can meet and play with magical living water. It looks awesome. It'll be um, uh, over by the land. Hmm. So that's... I think that's pretty cool. That's cool. I'm looking forward to that one. I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, expansion of Mission Space. Um, but I, for me, the really big one, and honestly, I wish I could have been in that room, was that um, the guy who's making all these announcements was joined on stage by Dick Van Dyke. And he did a performance of Step in Time just to announce the ride that's going to go in over at the UK Pavilion. I'm kind of losing my mind a little bit. It's all you're excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. There's going to be a ride themed around Mary Poppins. It's the first ride that's going to be themed around oh. Mary Poppins. Um, I guess you get to walk through uh, Cherry Tree Lane, and you'll get to walk by Admiral Boom's house. And like, they don't really have all information out, but basically, it's 
it's a ride based on Mary Poppins. I don't know if it's going to be mostly the first movie or this new Mary Poppins Returns, or it's going to be a mixture of the two, which I think would make sense. Well, you just mentioned that you get to walk through these things. Is there an actual part that you're like in a ride ride or is it just sort of a theme area Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of walking that area? I think that's more like the queue section because so already the the United Kingdom Pavilion in the back section, they already have kind of a facade that's always kind of had a, a soft theming like Cherry Tree Lane does. And Imagineers have always said specifically that that was their intent was to try to make it look like Cherry Tree Lane back there without actually officially saying it's Cherry Tree Lane. But if you look at it, you're like, yeah, from a certain angle, this is Cherry Tree Lane. So I'm assuming they're probably going to start it back there. and It's going to head into that section behind there's a bunch of trees and kind of dead area back there. I know. Right. Like going towards where that big um, that party room is that they have. I don't know if they're going to keep that or they're getting rid of that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. They built it for the Millennium. Yeah, and that's where when they were doing all their Millennium celebration stuff, that was they added basically small pavilions for other countries that weren't in the showcase in there, and right. now they use it as like like for events. Yeah, I was gonna say corporate events can buy it out, so I think it's gonna go kind of back there. Yeah, that's my theory. That would make sense to me. Yeah, um, before you hit up into Canada. Anyways, so I got excited about that. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, Shanghai Disney is getting a uh, new Zootopia themed land. A whole mm, land themed to Zootopia. Cool. And there oh, hasn't man. even been a Zootopia 2 yet. That's what's right. Kind of so I was like, man, Shanghai Disney is on it. Um, I'm trying to think. There was something else. Somebody's getting a frozen something. And I can't remember what it was. Was it Hong Kong? Yeah, Hong Kong's getting some some frozen theming finally. Cirque du Soleil is going to be celebrating. Um, uh, their new show and storytelling with more Disney kind of imagineering ideas. Um, but let's see, there was something else I was going to talk about that I thought was kind of cool. Oh, so here um, there is going to be, there's two resorts. And this is kind of the bigger stuff. There's mm. two resorts that are going to be coming here. Um, one is, it was previously announced, but they were just kind of confirming reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge going to be a hotel and also disney vacation club resort drawing inspirations from the wonders of nature and artistry of walt disney so that'll be interesting but the there's a lake one, there oh there's there lakes. are many lakes here on walt really? disney world oh bobby 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 florida is the <laughs> land of lakes other than other than minnesota we're the second land of lakes my friend (laughs) interesting (laughs) no there's a ton of cool there's big lakes too in property huge huge lakes in property it's funny because like hearing your reaction to lakes bobby it's like it seems almost ridiculous to me but it's the same (laughs) time i get it because I i mean i grew up here and i'm just used to them and then I remember when I moved to Southern California and I lived in L.A. for two and a half years. And especially because of the job I had for a while, I spent a lot of time looking. I remember, it, you know, back in the day when people used Thomas Guides, I would use Thomas Guide maps to find my way around L.A. to do like deliveries and stuff. And so I was just used to seeing maps of the city and of, Southern, you know, that whole region. And then I remember when I moved back to Orlando and was like, you know, probably using MapQuest or something. I remember it actually, I was like, wow, look at all these blue spots everywhere. Like, <laughs> There's all these like, blue weird shapes I'm everywhere. I'm so not used to seeing this on maps anymore because <laughs> I spent so much time in LA never seeing lakes ever. Right. Like, there are no lakes. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's easy to almost like take them for granted. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. No, in a way. I mean, honestly, I, like you have to cross a lake to get from the parking lot over to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, there's a lake. A huge there's a lake, lake in between there. you. That's where the surprise mostly comes from is not necessarily that there's lakes in Florida, but I didn't realize there's lakes on the property of Disney World. Like yeah. I just didn't. I just figured because only in my head have I ever seen uh, basically theme parks of any place that I've ever been in whatever state I've ever lived in. They're just on land and there's just rides after rides after rides. There's no like water unless it's a water ride, but I've never been to a place that had a lake on the property of the theme park. So I mean, you, that's what's kind of interesting. You basically have a lake in Epcot. Like yeah. Epcot surrounds a, a lake. lagoon, I guess you want to call yeah, it. But I mean, yeah, California adventure, you have one, but it's smaller. Um, right. Oh no, there's, there's a ton of lakes on property. You know, in the imaginary day that, that Bobby actually comes down here to visit us, we'll have to do one night at a resort somewhere around Seven Seas Lagoon. Right. That'd be awesome. It'd blow his mind. He'd be like, <laughs> I'm standing here in my cool Disney hotel room looking at a lake, looking at the Magic Kingdom. It'd blow his mind. It might. But mm. here's the big news, kids. All right. And this is the one you boys I'm sure are excited about. I don't know if we're ever going to get to stay at this place. Oh. Ever. The, the Star Wars Hotel. <laughs> the Star Wars Hotel. Yeah. Well, we knew about the Star Wars Hotel. We knew it was mm-hmm. coming. We knew it was coming. But now we know what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, we knew it was going to be like this. We had seen renderings in the past, but now I don't, I guess maybe it didn't have a name before or. The, and I, I'm so not going to say it right. Hal, Hal Cylon. Ship from the Chandrilla Starline Fleet is your home on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruise Adventure. Basically, you're you're on a spaceship. Your hotel <laughs> is a spaceship. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. Well, it's, it's pretty really bad. Cool. Yes. I mean, yeah, like, pretty- yeah, the picture of this thing, the like rendering they have for it it looks pretty cool like you're gonna be and there are i mean obviously we always kind of knew like when they were said that they were gonna do this hotel it was gonna be a star wars hotel your rooms are going to be themed pretty intensely you're gonna be on a starship this is gonna be amazing and there is a spectacular price tag that comes with this amazingness and i don't think i'm ever gonna get to stay in it but dang it looks awesome yeah that uh, what I find cool about it is that they really go all out in terms of making you feel like you're on some kind of starship because there's no windows that look outside to the property or anything like that. It's The windows are screens that essentially project the image of being in outer space. And so you don't see outside. You just see like you're looking outside of a, a starship and into, into space and Everything around it is themed within the room and outside the corridors and people dressed in uh, Star Wars gear and and looking and playing parts and roles and stuff. And I think even you as a visitor are given Star Wars garb to wear if you so choose. And they really try and do everything to make it as immersive as possible. It's just that for most average people, that price tag for being able to stay, I think it was like two nights and three days or something like that was $3,000 or something per person. Yeah. 
but then I think it can decrease down to a thousand, like nineteen hundred for per person, based on I think how many people are in your party, kind of thing. So, but even still, it's it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a fully immersive experience and it would be amazing. But yeah, it's it's definitely got a steep price tag to go along with it. But I think it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. And then probably the last bit of news that comes for California people is that California Adventure has going to have a Marvel land for yeah. for their section. And it's going to be, no, I just lost it. It's the Avengers Campus, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel like there was rumblings about this, but I guess they've basically confirmed everything. And it looks expansive. Like, the the pictures and the sections of the park, it looks pretty freaking huge. Yeah, should be pretty cool. But I mean, yeah, uh, basically it's going to have, yeah, their campus, the entire, like, Avengers campus. Like, I don't know. It looks pretty sweet. So now I got to go help yeah. you. Yes, I was going to say, because if I recall, you haven't been to Disneyland, right? I have never been to Disneyland. I've never been to L.A. other than when I flew into LAX and then was hitching a ride with somebody named Bobby Jackson to go down Mm -hmm. to San Diego. That's the only time I've ever physically been in L.A. So I can't even say I really was in L.A. I basically went from the airport. True. And then I got on the ground and went to San Diego. See, that's why I feel like when you guys come for comic-con 2020 that you should add a few extra days so that you can kind of go and see a little bit of la and then a day at disneyland or something and then make your way down to uh, comic-con in san diego that'd be a nice little you know extended vacation yeah yeah i'd like to do it that's really all i had as far as like theme parks go theme park kind of news there was just a decent amount and we we're basically we live in one and Poppy's close to the other. So. Uh, yeah. It's true. Well, uh, I mean, we are basically out of time. <laughs> but oh. I know. Uh, we haven't talked about anything we've watched, which we can no. do very quickly. <laughs> but unfortunately, we don't have much time to do that. So D23 is a big thing. Um, Bobby, anything really quick you wanted to talk about that you... Uh, you might want to go first. You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really haven't watched anything new. Um, no. all, all I can say is that I finally watched It. Uh, oh, yeah. that's something new. What do you mean? It's well, well it's, it's new for you. New for, I it's say. not a new film. It's been out for yeah. how long? Year? Two years. Um, I guess at this point, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Finally, watch it. it. It chapter two comes out what next weekend? Next weekend. Two weeks. And I've uh, been wanting to watch it ever since it came out. It's one of those movies that I didn't see in a the theater, and then once it made video, it just I don't know kept not happening finally happened uh yesterday and yeah that was a pretty damn good movie Um, (laughs) yeah yeah it's there's not a lot when it comes to horror anymore sadly and i love Mm. horror films but i feel like when it comes to scares and just just the atmosphere there hasn't been a lot in horror that really like does it for me and i mean it kept you tense feeling and yeah i mean not to say i was like jumping out of the couch or anything but it was it was effective like i I don't know i could go on for a while about the movie because it's just it just worked it just Mm -hmm. really i it's been a long time since i've seen the original it and i've read my fair share of stephen king books but i've never read his novel of it 
So only my my only other experience with this has been that Tim Curry, mm-hmm. you know, oh, was that miniseries or yeah. Um, and it's been so long since I've seen it; it would be almost like watching it for the first time. And so watching this, it was very just kind of new and fresh, even though I'd seen that in the past. And I don't really, I'm curious to go back and watch that now to see how it kind of compares. But this, this movie just (laughs) does, it, it does an amazing job of capturing that feeling of being that age, at least for me. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's funny because of when this movie takes place, it's like, wow, 89. Yeah, I was about that age, about that age, like. And being that age and being of having those kind of fears, I'm like, yeah, I like and just the feeling of like I can just really vividly remember those kind of feelings of like having to go into maybe some dark part of the house I didn't want to go into and having these images in my mind of like the stupid, crazy things I'm thinking up of. Oh, my God, if there were a monster in here, what it would look like. And and this movie makes that real mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really works the imagery of that woman that from that painting in this movie oh was, my gosh my god <laughs> <laughs> and yeah we made a couple of comments we're like and it's true like my god i would never the idea of like i remember thinking my god if my son had just gotten out of bed and like looked around the corner while we were watching this movie he probably would have been like screwed traumatized for life like i'm glad that we didn't start watching it as soon as the kids went down like we're like they're asleep they're out but i was thinking at one point i was like god if he ever crept around the corner and caught almost any image of this film he'd be just traumatized for life like scarred oh yeah but yeah no i i agree with you i really like the film a lot too and i i agree i think it encapsulates that age and that those fears that you have and really bring them to life and honestly yeah pennywise that is that is the creepiest motherfucker <laughs> like <laughs> honestly and you know what i felt pretty tense through most of the movie there's there's a really great build of tension in this throughout the entire thing there's really no point you really feel kind of relaxed at any point in time and i actually physically kind of jumped slash shuddered twice like Physically, like there was a part, like points that really made me actually go, "Oh my god!" Like my body actually like mm. jumped. Like, and there's not a lot of movies that do that to me, but yeah, 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 that one, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, really it's funny too, because because you guys didn't see it at the time, the you probably missed a lot of the conversation that was happening around that time about the movie because most people had lived with the the series and. It's obviously dated at this point. So when you see some of the things that go on in the movie, it's it's brutal and shocking. So just within that first part of the scene, when Georgie sticks his hand in the drain oh pipe, <laughs> it's so brutal. It's just so brutal, yeah. and and it just sets the tone for the movie. Yeah, so right quickly, away. so quickly in that movie, it sets the tone. So if I, I mean, the title card hadn't even come up for crying out loud. Yeah, like yeah. It really throws you into the okay. This is, this is happening. This is what's yeah. up. Like okay, we're 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 going full steam ahead. No, it was really good. And I will say, and I won't, you know, for people that haven't seen it, there was a scene towards the end of the movie that 
I don't know what it was. There was this part with Pennywise, and I was just like, this is petrifying. Like, I was watching it, and I'm watching him, and I'm just like, I would, and because I have a thing about clowns to begin with, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd have been able to handle that. <laughs> like, mm. nope, nope, a lot of nope happening here. There was a few times in the movie I was like, nope, 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 <laughs> wouldn't be doing that. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. And that voice of his is so creepy. It's oh just God. like this hollow, like, hello, kind of like, just very on the edge of, in like, just unsettling. Yeah. And Skarsgård does such a good job with the character, and I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, sequel. I'm super excited for the sequel. I've already kind of looked at a little bit of chatter for it, and people are saying kind of a slow start, but overall pretty on par, pretty good, but they're praising Bill Hader's performance in this. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, he was definitely one of the people that people fan-casted him as the grown-up version from once they saw the 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 first movie. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like once he actually got cast, people were like, yes. And then Jessica Chastain's name was mentioned yeah. for her character she as well. So awesome. it was kind of cool that they actually had seemed like they were either on the same page or did some fan service and cast those people. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's pretty awesome. But that's really all I can think of that I've seen that I hadn't seen before. I think that was really it. As I am prepping for dragon con though it's just been dragon con prep just been familiar movies a little bit of end game in the background like it's really just been things that we've already seen because it's been costume making and packing and hey let's make sure we have everything like there's just so much to do there's a lot of prep work that goes into this trip so I guess you, I should talk about what I watched. So yeah, then. you got five minutes, Bobby. Go. And go. <laughs> All right, let's see what I can do here. Uh, I watched a couple weeks ago. I watched Good Boys, mm. and this is the one with uh, Jacob Tremblay, and it's him and a couple of his other friends. They're in sixth grade, and the premise behind this is they they want to go to this party where the cool kids are going, and they get invited. But they don't, it's going to be a kissing party and none of them know how to kiss. So they try to find out how to kiss and and trying to find out how to kiss. Some other things happen and it causes them to kind of go on this adventure. And going into this movie, I was really hesitant because honestly, the, the trailers for it didn't really make me laugh per se. It made me more uncomfortable because uh, I have a kid that's their same age. These kids are in sixth grade and they're like 11, 12. So hearing everything that comes out of their mouths is just kind of cringeworthy knowing that you have a, a son that age and wondering if this is all the things that are going on with him per se. So it was kind of like, okay, I'll watch it, but I don't know. And I, I for me, I, I thought there was a, a few good laughs, but overall I didn't enjoy it as much as the the majority of public seems to be enjoying it and and such a big hit for them and i think it wasn't necessarily the idea of what i mentioned as far as having a kid and and making it feel uncomfortable because i kind of settled into that a few minutes into the movie you kind of get numb to all the different things they're saying but i think my problems with 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 the movie was just that these three kids they're not just ordinary sixth graders learning about stuff and not kind of knowing things 
they're just dumb kids. And a lot of things that other sixth graders, even within the movie and younger kids seem to already know, they seem to be completely oblivious to it. And so it was kind of like a, a comedy of errors. And it just a lot of things were plot devices just to get to another funny joke kind of thing. So mm. being able to see how the strings are pulled, it made it less enjoyable. And because they were putting these obstacles in front of them in such a obvious way that didn't make sense that if they just did one thing, it would have absolved them of having to do these other things. So it was just kind of clunky in that way to me. And so that it didn't necessarily resonate just as a movie in and of itself, let alone some of the jokes I just didn't find as funny. But there you have it. I think a lot of people seem to still enjoy it. But for me, it was kind of a miss. And the other movie that came out that weekend I ended up watching was 47 Meters Down Uncaged. And that movie, it's with Sistine Stallone and uh, oh, I forget, Corinne Fox. And mm. that's the daughter of Sylvester Stallone and Jamie Fox. And I would say this one is something that you would love to have on probably in the background while you're getting ready for Dragon Con. <laughs> it's like it's nothing special that you really feel like you have to go to the theater and see it. The first about one I 40% found, of your full attention for any information. Right. Yeah. The, the first one I found to be more compelling and more edge of your seat. This one has some moments for sure, but overall it just kind of felt like it was a lesser than of the original version that came out. So yeah, if you want to catch it when it comes home, that's probably the best way to watch it. And then this week I watched ready or not that came out, mm. which uh, for anyone that's not familiar, it's a, it's kind of a dark comedy horror movie in a way, because it's about this girl who marries into a family who has this ritual where uh, anyone who marries into the family has to be a part of a game. And depending on what card they pick, they can have something as random as a, a regular game of chess or checkers, or in this case, a hide and seek. And that, in, in the one time when they pick the hide and seek game, that means all the other family members have to hunt down that new family person that just married into the family. And the only way you win is to survive the night. But if you do that, then there's a curse that supposedly is on the family that that's why they have to kill you as the new person. So it's pretty uh, it's pretty wacky. And I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's fun. It, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It, the, the, the humor is tongue in cheek. And but it's it's still brutal in some of the death scenes. And I think it just knows exactly what it is and and has fun with the premise of it. And it's pretty cool. And I would compare it mostly to if you enjoyed happy death day, it, it has that kind of vibe to it. So I would absolutely suggest this one instead of, uh, 47 meters down. Mm, okay. And the other one I watched this weekend was angel has fallen. And that is the Gerard Butler movie where the other two movies were, Olympus has fallen and London has fallen and this is now the third in the trilogy and, and it's the character I forget the character's name is Mike something but I forget the last name but he plays a, a secret service man and he in this movie is kind of getting to the point where 
quote unquote, he's too old for the job, essentially. And he still has something that happens in the trailer where there's an attack on the president and he gets set up. And so it kind of has this theme that feels, um, I guess, kind of like, what's what's the Harrison Ford movie um, with Tommy Lee Jones all of a sudden? I can't think of the name. Yes, The Fugitive. It kind of has that vibe to it. But this movie, it really feels like it knows that it's going for the late 90s movie, action movie vibe. Because it's it's all from a certain point, just action, action, action. And one of the standouts in the movie, honestly, it, which you wouldn't suspect, is um, you have Gerard Butler in there. But in this movie, they introduce his father. And his father is like super funny in the movie because he just says kind of what whatever's on his mind. And you don't almost expect some of the things that he's going to say, but he's kind of like a, an old school badass kind of character because he's basically been through hell and back. And um, you got to get to see everything that's going on with his character. And um, the, the series in this third one, I think honestly the second one, okay. The second one isn't, that great it's okay I, I still found it to be okay where most people didn't like it at all uh the first one is good and i think this third one kind of brings it back to the level of enjoyment that the first one had it it, it knows what it is but it's still kind of like a good action movie that um that really kind of hits that that spot for you where some of the movies they kind of go overboard but this one doesn't really go super overboard. It, it rides a better line than Hobbs and Shaw or something like that does. For me, it, it just felt like it was a, a little bit better. And, um, oh, that's right. Nick Nolte plays uh, the Gerard Butler's father in this. And he's like this very grumpy-ish kind of guy, but he's just super funny in it. But uh, I would absolutely suggest Angel Has Fallen if you've liked any of the other two. I have not seen the others, so... Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, they're good, fun, old-school type throwback action movies to me. And I think if you go in there with that mindset, you would probably enjoy them. Right. Uh, I got a chance to see The Peanut Butter Falcon as well. Oh, I was curious about that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's with Shia LaBeouf and Dakota Johnson and Zach Gattisian. And he is this Down Syndrome kid who's living in this home for older people mm-hmm. but he wants to escape the the old folks home in order to try and meet his favorite wrestler and he wants to become a wrestler and along the way he meets Shia LaBeouf's character who's kind of down and out and kind of looking for a change in life because of everything that's happened within his life and it's it's very heartwarming and charming and it's it's it hits all the right notes in terms of the kind of feeling that you would get from a movie like this. And it's surprisingly funny in ways I didn't expect, but it was, it was a good one. It's a, it's an independent film. And I, I think it was a pretty good film and the way it came about is interesting and as well, just because, uh, the, the actor, Zach, he being a down syndrome, uh, person, he wanted to be an actor 
but he go he went to the the guys who wrote and direct the movie and they didn't i guess they kind of had to tell him well you know hollywood doesn't really have a lot of roles for anyone in your situation and so they essentially made this movie and based it around his 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 idea his story so they came up with this idea and be able to have him have his own movie and it's such a, a nice story awesome. and it's a good movie yeah and um watch some stuff on on the the old tv tube and one of the things i watched because i heard it was going to be going away from netflix was a clockwork orange which i had never seen before a stanley kubrick film starring hmm. malcolm mcdonald and it's 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 weird <laughs> it's such a, a different kind of movie you didn't know what you were getting into did you no and it's not the type of movie you would think could even be made today but um it's such a strange journey um, from the way it starts to the where it goes in the middle and how it ends it's just a weird weird movie but i found myself intrigued and, and sitting through it with interest as to what was going to happen next because it, it's just such a wild movie and I, stanley kubrick from everything that i've seen of his and i haven't seen his whole library of, of movies but he loves to put score into his movies where it's music of like whether it's um orchestral or orchestraic mu music like in this movie there's beethoven that plays a big part but just he he loves the idea of having the music kind of push the narrative of a movie forward and this does that as well and i found it just interesting of a movie and i don't know michelle have you seen it because you kind of made i'll be honest i haven't seen it in a long time last time i watched mm. i was in college but yeah it's it's mm. <laughs> kind of a, mi a mind effort that one yeah. <laughs> um but you know it's it, in in the creepiest way it's beautiful <laughs> and it's like mm -hmm. i always hate saying that but yeah it really is and the way that they use the music plays such a vital role it, i mean the music is almost the character in itself in that movie and that's what i really like is right. it, it sets a scene and it could take one scene and make you go what and it just makes the scene so much creepier. And then there's other times mm -hmm. when they're using the orchestral and it's 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 beautiful in a sad, petrifying way. And it's, yeah, it's a weird, it's one of those movies that your organs feel squeamish and your brain's going, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's weird. I don't know. It is. It's weird. But Have it's you a, seen it, Dave? It's a good one. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. But same okay. thing, I guess it's been a while. Funny thing is, I own a Blu-ray copy of it. I think I bought. We should watch it sometime. When I saw it was like in a five-dollar bin, and I was like wanted to save it from being in such a terrible place. It, it will save you. Be a lot more expensive you. than five dollars. Puppy that's in. The like, what the hell are you doing in here with these the other terrible hell? films? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I've never heard anyone. So, yeah, I've, I've, it's happened before. I have a copy of that that, I mean, I haven't watched the copy. It's one of those things I bought the Blu-ray copy and I haven't watched it, but I've seen the movie before. And, okay. and I mean, yeah, I mean, it has been a while, but I, I know it's I've, been a while. I, I liked it, but it, in a messed up kind of way. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, you feel like a weird person being like, that was a beautiful film. <laughs> you question your yeah. own 
thought processes and sanity. But what, you still haven't even seen 2001, right? I haven't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it, he's, he was an interesting filmmaker, that's to say. For sure. For sure. Uh, okay, so let me finish this up then. Uh, got a chance to finish watching. I think I mentioned I had started watching at one point Veronica Mars season four, and I finished that. And now I see what every what all the fuss was about with the 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 way the series ended for this season, and whether or not they do more. And uh, I'm uh, not against it. I kind of get it, but yeah. It was it was a thing, and uh, overall the season I liked it, and I, I was enjoying her snarkiness and her being back to her her normal self. Although I will say, uh, she sometimes seems to be her worst her own worst enemy in this season. Uh, you know, a oh, lot. She's, she's like that a lot of the time, but more so this. I just felt like it was turned up, like in mm-hmm. terms of how much she was kind of shooting her own self in the foot. But um, yeah, it was still overall it was still good and still. Really good to have her back as Kristen Bell back as that character. But uh, that is on Hulu, so I would suggest anyone to watch that as well. Uh, got a chance to finish and watch season two of Fleabag, which was great. Um, and again, after seeing that final episode, I understand what the fuss was there as well. And uh, it's a good series. Uh, we've talked about it a couple different times on, on the show. So it's absolutely an uh, uh, interesting character that Phoebe Waller-Bridge created for herself in that character and uh, the things that she does. And she's another character who kind of is snarky and, and shoots herself in the foot a lot of times. Mm-hmm. For sure. Did you finish that second season, Michelle? I can't remember. I haven't. I still have... I'm halfway through the the second season. Okay. So I need to watch it. Yeah. I'm halfway yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, um, Such a good show. God, so good. Very much so. A, a new show that I started watching on HBO that premiered last week is The Righteous Gemstones. And that's with, uh, let me pull it up real quick. Um, I forget the main actor's name all of a sudden, I, and it's not showing up right here. But there's Danny McBride, uh, Adam, is it Divine? D- D- uh, no? Mm, Anybody? Uh, he's the guy who plays in all those uh, movies with Anna Kendrick where they're singing or whatever. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. So pitch Perfect? So, yeah. It's so weird that his name isn't appearing here on IMDb like right away. I don't know. I don't know if that's Divine or Devine, but well, but he's in it, and uh, John Goodman is the the father, and they basically play this family of pre- preachers, and but they're kind of no good <laughs> people, really. And if you know Danny McBride or have seen any of his other series, it kind of has that sensibility to it of black black humor, black comedy kind of thing to it. And I'm enjoying it. The first uh, episodes were last week, and tonight it's on. I think with an episode. So yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting so far. It's it's like they're not really mm, they're not really completely terrible people, but they're just terrible enough. 
and so it's it's seeing them doing their things and their banter back and forth because they do a lot of infighting is is kind of the the parts I found the the funniest. But I would recommend it if you want to give it a try. And it's brand new, so it's not like you're behind too far on it. And the last thing that I watched was a movie that had been missing out of my um, out of my filmography. And it completes the last movie that I had not seen, which is Reservoir Dogs. And um, obviously it was Quentin Tarantino's first film. And anyone familiar with it, I don't really have to explain much. But uh, heist goes wrong and seems like someone within the crew is the person that caused everything to go bad. And they're trying to figure out who the person was. And I didn't know until seeing the movie how much similarity Hateful Eight shares with this movie in the, in the way that there's this central, a central location that everybody's at and they're trying to figure out what went wrong or who did something and who's the bad guy in the sense or who the person is that uh, flipped or whatever. And they, they shared some of that DNA back and forth. And I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It, it, it holds up, but I would say there's certain things about it that don't quite hold up. But and, it, and it's so weird. The movie came out in, I want to say it was 92, but it looks like it was made in 82. <laughs> it's very weird, the aesthetic of it. I know it's an independent film for him at the time, but it really looks more like it's a decade older than it actually is. And I don't know if that was on purpose, but... Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, and I didn't realize Quentin was actually in the movie as well. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. So then you said that makes up you having seen all of his films now. Yeah, that okay. was the only one I hadn't seen. Gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for sharing what you've seen. Thanks, uh, guys, for talking about D twenty three and all the fun stuff coming out of there. Um, we will probably not, well, I know we will not be recording an episode next weekend, mm, just yep. heads up, as Michelle and I will be at Dragon Con, so we'll be back a weekend after that. But we'll have a lot of fun content on our, uh, social media sites about you and me at Dragon Con. Yeah, yeah, We'll post sure. photos and videos and cool things, fun things, nerdy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look for that. We will be at Dragon Con next weekend in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And with that, it is time to wrap things up. As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at flicker underscore effect. And we are also on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. Thank you.